0: guys so it's thursday and here we are at our second last day through the book of galatians and to be honest i feel like we haven't even skimmed the surface i think we've been here for three weeks we've done 15 or i don't know how many sessions it's going to work out at eventually 18 sessions or 17 or whatever it is but um here we are and i really do feel like we've just skimmed over the surface but today's text is galatians chapter 6 reading from verse 1 to 10 and Paul says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfil the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they should take pride then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with the instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become wary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers." And so, in today's text, Paul is talking a big concept around grace because he started out at the beginning of Galatians talking about grace for you, you know, for the individual. But as we get into the end of the book, he's spreading it wider and he's saying, it's not possible for you to live in grace yourself um, and live in, in a grace isolation bubble because grace will always give birth to wanting to love others and care for others. That's because grace, like we said yesterday, Becomes this channel. It's not only a gift in itself, but it is also the wrapping or the channel within which all the other gifts of God are extended to us, and then we're able to um, love other people with those things and receive forgiveness and love and grace and, and all that, all that kind of stuff. So Paul is talking here about what does the environment look like where a community is functioning in grace? And friends, this is why it's so important. This is why it's not. This is why Paul saying. Grace is a two way street. I have to be able to receive grace, but I have to be able to extend it because if we are in a community where we are all extending and receiving grace together, that grace grows within that community and it becomes a healing community for people. Let me explain. So Paul's saying here that grace is not only something for me to receive, but grace is something for me to extend. And he says, he's asking this question, oh, horror of horrors. What if you see someone stumble or fall or get caught in sin? Now, he's not talking about someone who's habitually sinning, is not a Christian, has no relationship with Jesus. Not what he's talking about. He's talking about within the church. If I see someone who stumbles and falls, someone who withdraws, someone who takes a step back, someone who's struggling with something and, or maybe even hurts me, you know, some sin thing or anger or frustration or whatever. Paul says, We have a responsibility to see that person restored. And the word he's using here is the word restore in a medical sense. Like, you know, if a leg's broken, like if you fix it and splint it and whatever, that's the the term. And I think it's such a beautiful response because I think our response to sin so often is, in myself and in others, is I want to either pretend it never happened. You know, when something happens between us, well, let's just pretend like it never happened. You can't pretend like it never happened because it did. You can't stick your head in the sand because nothing's been dealt with. It hasn't been healed, right? The medical hasn't been restored. That's just ignoring the fact that there's a broken leg in the room. Or what we do is we react harshly and we demand penance of others and of ourselves. And Paul says, no, when we sin and when we fall, there needs to be restoration, healing. And the beautiful picture he paints shows, he says that we need to restore others in the light of our own weakness. And I've, I've had um, a few people over the years challenge me and, and Cindy, challenge Cindy and I about um, our approach to leadership where they go, you're being too vulnerable, you're being too honest. Um, but friends, I would, I would rather lean into the side that I don't have it all together, that I'm not perfect. Um, uh, Jesus was the only one who was able to operate from that place. That if I'm aware of my own weakness then I restore you with gentleness and with grace because I understand that me, that tomorrow it could be me. I could also fall and stumble. I'm not perfect and I don't have it all together. Um, someone wrote this once. They said, nothing reveals the wickedness of legalism better than the way legalists treat those who have become caught in sin. Stuff like, Christians don't do that. How on earth could you do that? Jesus died for you on the cross. What's wrong with you? And what happens is we make... Uh, repentance and uh, penance um, uh, about getting even rather than restoration. God's never trying to get even with us. Jesus paid the price for us. We are even and square with God because of what Jesus did on the cross. We don't have to become square with God ourselves anymore. We need to be restored. And friends, that understanding of the freedom and the forgiveness that we've been given is unbelievable. And And we should be free to extend that same grace to others. That's exactly what Paul is saying here. Um, And I think the reason we don't is because when I do see others sin or see others fallenness, it makes me afraid and I go, what if I'm exposed, what if people see what I've done, you know, on one side or on the other side, I look at them and I go, well, at least I'm not that bad, you know, and both ways I make it all about myself and it's not meant to be all about myself. It's meant to be about the other person and about seeing them restored and come back to relationship with Jesus. It's and it's it's such an out there thought. So and then Paul goes on and I I love this. I love what he does here. He goes, oh, you guys, you guys want to you guys want to fulfill the law. You really want to fulfill the law. You crazy legalists. He says, didn't you hear what Jesus said about the law? And in John 13, Jesus said this, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. As I have loved you, that you love one another. That's the commandment. And I'm able to take this grace that Jesus has extended to me and give it to others and see them restored. And it's one thing to see someone stumble and sin and it has nothing to do with me. And I can kind of have the grace to extend or I have space to expend, extend grace. But what happens if that sin has been committed against me in the church? And I want to withdraw and I want to pull away because like, flip, I knew it, these damn Christians, you know. That's what Paul's talking about. Can you extend the same grace to them? Because imagine an entire church community. That's the picture Paul's painting here. Those who forgive and love one another just as Jesus loved us. Isn't that the most compelling, beautiful community that people would give anything to be part of? As opposed to sometimes the picture of the church today, which is so full of hypocrisy and backbiting and uh, sl- slander and gossip and performance. All of those things that were never ever in the hearts of Jesus. See, Paul's dealing with pride yet at its at its root. Because it's pride that keeps us from extending grace to one another. Pride says, I'm more important than you are. So I deserve more of my own attention and love than you do. But biblical humility says, I'm no more important than you are. Let me care about your burdens and needs. And this is how Paul ends off at the end of this text in Galatians chapter 6. He says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And just before then, Paul talks about um, those who uh, receive instruction in the Word should share all good things with their instructors, talking about how the church functions even with um, finances and people sowing into the church to be able to enable the gospel to be preached. And friends, I think we live in an incredible community. I don't often talk about this, but I really do want to thank you. I, you know, there's an amazing, it's such a personal moment, you know, kind of me with you guys here in a devotional. But, um Yeah, it's been amazing to see, even during this time right now, where things are tight. Guys have sown this love in a, a bag, a food in a bag for a day thing. Guys have sown into that. Guys have tithed so faithfully to enable us to be able to do things like this, to be able to have regular devotions, to be able to keep going as a church uh, and not survive. I mean, we are thriving and pushing forward. There's this real idea and understanding of the church at the moment where um, it feels like as a community we're going, what is for the greater good of us? And so for those who who have sown, thank you so much, guys. I I really just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. Money's making a huge difference um, in the lives of, of the church community and beyond Center Church as well. Can I say this on every front? Um, let's not grow weary in doing good let's keep loving keep forgiving keep building this community of grace because it's the heart of jesus and it's his family after all so love you guys lots and can't wait to speak to you guys tomorrow in our final devotion around galatians